Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode here on Sticks and Bones by Evoking with your ghost hosts, Chelsea, and not 10 today, not 10. Um, she is still away on vacation, so um, I have a substitute ghost host. I am not podcasting by myself. And you all know and loved her from our Norse Pagan episode. Dalton from Divine Earth Alchemy is back. Hello, Dalton. Hello. Thank you for having me again. I'm the ghost host for today with you. I know. I'm really excited. I was trying to think about what we were going to podcast for this week. And um, Ten's coming back tomorrow, but I know she's going to be super busy catching up on things. So I was like, let me just take the initiative and film a podcast episode (laughs) because we're so busy with our store that I just don't think we're going to have time. So I did miss podcasting, but thanks again for being on here. Um, Super excited. And yeah, we're just going to have fun. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about today's topic, especially one of my favorites. Oh, I know when we were reviewing, um, basically the agenda of what we were going to discuss today, which we always don't go by ever. Um, we always just go off on tangents. Like, I feel like your whole Norse episode, we talked about like 50,000 different things and like, that's what makes it fun. I know. I know. Um, podcasting is so weird. Like we've said this before. It's just two people just hitting record and just speaking into like the voice. Just Gavin. Just, just Gavin, just girls that are Gavin. Um, but yeah, we are going to be talking about tarot today. Super excited. Dalton has um, incredible, an incredible background in tarot. Actually, so do I. It's like where I started. Um, so I'm super excited to get into it because once again, I know we have a lot of new practitioners that follow us, people just getting into spirituality, um, or maybe you don't understand tarot and you're like, what the fuck is going on, everybody, with these cards? How did you learn how to do this? Because it is really tricky. So. Yeah. And tarot is such a, like, it's so diverse because it's not like you have to be a spiritual worker or like quote unquote psychic to like use tarot. Everyone can use tarot and benefit from it. So I feel like it's just a good tool to have under your belt when you are, you know, going through a spiritual journey of any kind doesn't have to be related to, you know, mediumship or psychic abilities and things like that. We all have intuition. So yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I always advocate for people learning tarot and you don't like Dalton just said, you don't have to be like a spiritual worker, but before we dive into that, what's up, what's going on, what's going on in your life since we last spoke to you on the podcast. I know you have something big. You want to tell the people. Oh, well, I did just turn 30. Woo! She's 30 and thriving. <laughs> so I am excited about being 30. Actually. I didn't know how I was going to feel on the day, but you know, I think it's a good, it's a good age. It'll be a good year. Something to look forward to, because let me tell you after 25, it's been a pretty rough go. Lots of chaotic things, lots of challenges. Um, I know we've talked about before the Saturn return, like 27 to 29. So definitely went through that, but now I'm excited to be 30, flirty and thriving. Um, but yeah, just celebrated my birthday yesterday, which was nice. Um, just did everything that I wanted to do for once. So it was actually a good birthday. Um, and today I had my very first massage. So I treated myself to that as well. So yeah. I've been having a good time over here. You are having the best birthday ever. I mean, yeah, turning 30 was scary, but I feel like now once you're there and like the day's over, you're like, okay, it was nice to shut the door on my twenties. I'm done. Thank you. Oh. I slammed the door shut <laughs> and I burned it to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Like all of the toxic things that happened in my twenties. I'm good. Have a great day. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for the thirties actually. 
Yeah. I hear that, um, thirties is like the best because you kind of, and this is not for everybody. I'm still, I still don't know what's going on with life, but oh, you kind of yeah, have I things together sometimes and you are not 21 and you've grown from that. So you're like, okay, I just yep. want to sit in tonight and get a massage and have a face mask and watch Hocus Pocus because that's what 30 is about. Yeah. And I feel like this was like, you know, I don't have any friends in the area. So I video chat with you and 10 and our friend Jesse and stuff like that a lot, but I don't really have a lot of friends in my town or in my state really. Um, but it was actually nice to like, not have that pressure of like, let's go out and have a big party or like, you know, go out to the bars and stuff. I just relaxed and did everything that I wanted to do. So it actually was like really fun because it's, there wasn't that pressure because I've never had like a happy birthday where I'm not like disappointed or, or mad about something. And this time was different and I was by myself. So <laughs> maybe that has something to do with it. I think it does because we talked about this yesterday. Um, cause I felt the same way at 30. Like I know you and I both have had huge life changes from mm-hmm. 27 to 30. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. um, and for any of you out there that are going through this, um, sometimes it's okay to not put pressure on your birthday and just like do whatever you want to do. And who cares? Like, I feel like people are always like up other people's butts about what they're doing for their yeah. birthday or everything has to be so extravagant. And if you like extravagance, there's nothing wrong with that. But for us people that don't like it, I just want to chill. No, I'm a hermit. I like to like, just stay inside. I don't like to be out around a bunch of people all the time. So it was nice to not like be dragged around and like, you know, be out in the hustle and bustle and stuff. So, oh yeah. And also don't you notice too, around birthdays, you really find out who your true friends are because I feel like anytime I got invited to birthdays, there was always a problem. Someone didn't show up. They didn't want to go. There was always drama happening. And it's like, why are you friends with people that don't actually want to come to your birthday? You know, when you think about it that way. Yeah. And I found like with ex friends and things like that, your birthday becomes like, their thing like they want to do what they want to do and like has to be like a perfect outing for them it's like okay it's my birthday like let's just see what I want to do like I was always the quote-unquote boring one because I don't like to go like bar hopping and stuff I'm like can we just like go out to dinner and like have a glass of wine like that's that's fun for me that's a good birthday I would I would go to that birthday but yeah even those kinds of birthdays like I remember like some of my ex-friends, like people wouldn't show up and they wouldn't show their support or people would invite people they haven't talked to in like years. And they're like, oh, this is my best friend. It's like, I'm your best friend. Who is this person that just showed up? I don't know who that is, but that's not your best friend. <laughs> but yeah, it's always just like, it's always drama. Like at least- oh, yeah from my end, I've, it's always just been a, a thing. It's always just never been an easy thing. It's never been fun. No one ever's having a good time. Yeah. So I'm happy you did something for you. I think that's, yeah, it was really fun and relaxing, which is what I like to do. So just because it doesn't look like somebody else's type of celebration doesn't mean you're not having fun or having a good birthday. Oh. No, oh, you wanted to chill. Um, yeah. before we dive into our tarot segment, I want to put you on the spot. What piece of advice do you have for someone that's in their twenties? And you could think about this for a second. Cause I'm sure there's things you can think of. There's probably like, a whole list. What would you tell somebody that's in their twenties? Cause we do have a lot of, um, early to late twenties that listen to our podcast, you know, you know, what I would say is 
to like not put pressure on yourself to have life figured out or like what you want to do. I actually wish that I took like a year or two after high school and didn't go to college right away because how many of us go to college, we take out a ton of loans and then we don't even end up using our degree, which I don't use my degree. It's in wildlife ecology. I still work with animals, but not in that way. Um, And so I just feel like there's so much pressure on people in like a young age to like figure out what exactly what you want to do and then spend all this money to get there. And then you end up changing your mind because like your twenties are for like growth and Mm -hmm. you change your mind a lot. You're like figuring out who you are. So I just feel like there's too much pressure to be like, okay, figure out your career, get married, have kids. And now you're all set by 30. And I just don't think that that should be the way that we go about things at all. No. And life doesn't work, work that way. I feel like sometimes you get pressured into that. Um, you know, I used to work in corporate America. Now I'm a fucking witch. <laughs> I cannot even imagine you in like an office. Oh my God. I used to, I actually didn't mind it. Um, but as I got older and I was getting more into spirituality, I was like, I can't sit in this office anymore. I am bored. Um, I just, I used to keep, oh my God, this is so funny. I used to keep a tarot deck in my office desk. And anytime I had to make no joke, a big decision, I like, I had like a senior position. I would pull tarot cards. Now I'm like, fine. I'm going to ask my spirit guides. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me just whip these out real quick. Yeah. Like when I had to go for a promotion or like get a review done, um, I, or like, you know, there was a new coworker in town. I'm like, what's the tea? What's yeah. The I mean, I'm kind of the same way too. Like, um, I work at a cat shelter full time. So I've got like my crystals laying all over my desk. I've got like my, you know, I use like three oils from my shop, three oils from your shop. I'm like slathering them on every day. So I have them like lined up on my desk and I do always have, um, some set of cards like in my purse. So yeah, everybody just thinks I'm like the, the weird crystal girl over there, but she's just keeping the vibes good. She needs I just have to keep the energy in the office positive. Yeah. And I'm sure the cats help with that. Cats are really oh, good. Yeah energy and keeping energy good. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of your oils, I'm doing a quick plug in Dalton store because <laughs> I just feel like I don't talk about it enough, but I do actually shop in Dalton's store. I know Ted and I have our own. Um, but one of my favorite oils, I would have to say now that you said it, um, is your canoss oil. And I don't know why it's not plastered on a billboard. Like <laughs> it's my favorite oil. So she has this oil for mental clarity, which is not something we sell. So like I bought it from her. Um, and I use it. I think I'm going to segue into tarot now, but I use it every time I go to do a reading. Cause sometimes you're just feeling like foggy and mm-hmm. you're like, I need help or I'm stressed. And I even just smell that shit. And I'm like, yeah, I feel better already. Yeah. It just, I love it too. Um, and I get headaches quite a bit, so it does really help with headaches and just like when you're feeling foggy and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, we make similar things, but they're different. So I shop a lot at your store. You, um, you and 10 always support me too, which is nice, but we are selling different things, which is nice. I always get excited. Like when I get a package from you guys, um, and I'm almost out of the hex girls roller and I, you basically just sent it to me (laughs) and I'm going to have to order like five more. (laughs) I know. I know that one, um, is only going to be available till Sawin, which I'm like super upset about, but like everybody has to get in all the orders before then, because that stuff is potent. 
I know, I know. So the Hex Girls oil that we sell does, it's a protection oil. And then like it automatically does a return to sender for you. So like if someone's giving you like the evil eye or they're saying something like a backhanded compliment or they're sending like a hex towards you, it sends it back. Like it's actually insane the way that we like spelled it and created it. But we did it in mind of like the Hex Girls. We were like, what would the Hex Girls do? Yeah, it works, which is obviously the most important part, but it also smells really good. So I just feel like use it as a perfume. Oh yeah. Well, that was my thing. Like I was like, if I'm going to create something that people are going to wear every day, I want to make sure it has a good scent to it because mm-hmm. you're wearing it, you know? And I know it does. It's not like a perfume doesn't last super long, which kind of sucks, but, um, I we're always like thinking about these things, you know, mm-hmm. like we're always like, if you're going to wear it for personal use, it has to smell <laughs> good, exactly. you know? but yeah, no, your canal oil literally gives me life. And I use it in my, when I, before I do my readings, I'm like, I have a foggy brain or sometimes dude, I get imposter syndrome sometimes. See, that shocks me. I do. I literally <laughs> all get imposter syndrome. But when you see people who just like do amazing readings, you're like, how can that person ever have imposter syndrome? No, I get imposter syndrome all the time, but then I'll get mad at like my friends for getting it. And then it's like, no, I have imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> Like sometimes I do. I think it's just like human nature to not trust some of the messages that you're getting, even though you know it's right. But I don't think there's wrong with like checking and double checking to make sure because you said, yeah, the way we do our readings is like, you know, I'm not just going to tell you something that you want to hear. So like, if I'm telling you something major, I want to make sure I'm getting that information and communicating it appropriately. Yeah. You know, you want to take it seriously and not just, you know, for some cash. It's like people are counting on you to give them an honest, accurate reading. So you do have to take it seriously and not just be like, oh, I'll just say whatever, whatever comes to mind now. Like professionals take it seriously. And, um, you know, we keep in mind that there's another person who's going to take what we're saying and like apply it to their actual lives. So of course, like it is so irresponsible to not, <laughs> to not be, um, you know, professional in your readings. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to say something controversial and I really don't care. Um, if you're reading for money, like, and that's your only reason why you're reading, you're never ever going to make it. Like, I'm sorry. I truly believe in that because, um, I believe like you read because you want to help people. Like there is other motives besides money. Yeah. Do we make a living off of our reading? Sure. That's what we do professionally, but anything I offer. And I don't know if you feel this way, Um, I change my services often because sometimes I get tired. I'm like, I don't want to do these readings anymore. They don't bring me joy. And I feel like I don't want to do them. So if I don't like what I'm doing, I'm not going to offer it. Right. You should be like excited about it and like changing it up keeps you from being like bored or like not really like being fully present when you're giving readings. So like switching it up, switching up the energy really helps, um, like the reader to get more like passionate about it. Yeah. I also think it makes you a little bit more well-rounded. Like I could offer psychic mediumship and say, if I was doing it for money, I can make a ton of money doing that. Just psychic mediumship. But guess what? That is not fulfilling. And it's like, I'm not doing it because I want to make X amount of money by the end of the week. Like there are some weeks where I don't have any readings books and I'm totally fine with that. I'm like, okay, it just wasn't meant to be that week. And I'm fine. Like maybe you're just meant to rest that week. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, and when you're working with your spiritual team, in an appropriate way and you're doing what you're being told and you're listening and growing and learning and healing, you're always going to be okay. Like that's another thing that I learned. Yeah. So huh. anyway, you know, just, I got to keep it real. Like people that are just doing it for money. It's like, 
that's not fulfilling. And therefore your readings are probably not fulfilling. Other I was going to say, usually you can spot when people are doing it for those readings because they're very generic and like not very helpful. Um, and obviously everybody like has a different level of experience with reading. So like not everybody who gives a, like a general reading is not like, you know, into it, but you can just kind of tell, like when you see like people like on TikTok, for example, um, you know, just kind of like getting the cash and doing a very vague, short answer. It's, I, I kind of get disappointed for the person who paid for the reading. Cause I'm like, Ugh, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right. No, I've had people tell me they've had vague readings before. And so have I, and like, yeah, yeah, obviously that person's not in, in tune with their intuition and they're not picking up on the other meanings of tarot and Oracle. And it's, you know, they probably shouldn't be offering their services if they're going to give a super vague message and you should be able to get down to the nitty gritty there. So that's mm-hmm. what I personally believe, but everyone can practice in their own way. Um, I don't think everyone's meant to be a spiritual worker. It's not, it's not all roses and butterflies over here. So no, you can simply just read tarot for yourself and get messages from your spiritual team and just have it be something fun for guidance. Yeah, absolutely. And this like fell into my lap. This was not what I had aspired to do. And I'm going to transition into tarot now. So um, I'm actually going to ask Dalton a few questions because she has quite extensive knowledge in tarot. And um, well, first of all, you should tell them what you're doing on Patreon next month. Plug yourself really quickly. Oh, okay. Um, shameless plug. So I'm really excited about it, but um, I have a Patreon called Alchemist. I teach witchcraft there. Um, and I've decided to start teaching tarot lessons on Patreon. So it's going to be a tier that sits in the middle of the two that I have right now. So it will also include the beginner witchcraft that I, the content that I post and will also have tarot lessons. And then the highest tier um, will also get the tarot lessons. So the second and third tier are going to be the ones. um, And we're going to do like live classes together and like practice readings together, like um, which I think is really important to like practice with people who are also practicing and it's not judgmental and things like that. So it'll just be fun and a safe place to learn. No, I'm really excited. And like, when you told me, um, I, first of all, I get my own personal readings from Dalton and I love the way that she reads. Like sometimes this is even before we were friends. Like I got readings from Dalton and (laughs) that was so nerve wracking too. Oh, and I'm not just saying this because she's my friend. Like truly, there are some people that I'm friends with and I don't like the way that they read. Like it just doesn't resonate. Like there's certain readings I get from certain people when I need it. Mm -hmm. Um, But Dalton, I, because even me who is, you know, does this professionally, I do go and get readings done because sometimes you like get burnt out, you know? I have a hard time sometimes reading for myself. So I'll ask you to pull for me. Um, You know, our friend Jesse will pull for me. Because sometimes you're just too biased. And I think we'll talk about this um, during the podcast, but sometimes you just can't get an accurate reading for yourself and you just have to pass it over to somebody who you trust and be like, can you just tell me what the message is? Because I can't. Yeah. Right. And there's, and listen, not everyone's going to be your cup of tea in terms of reading. Like I've had people that I didn't feel like resonated with me and they were like some of my closest friends. And that's not to say they're not good at reading. It's just truly believe in like you match with a reader's energy. Um, there have been like a few times where I actually refunded a client. I think I can count on my one hand because I was not feeling the energy for reading for them. And it wasn't anything they've done to me. I just intuitively was like, I don't think I should be reading for this person. Um, And that's a, you know, a responsible thing to do as a professional, the same for if you were to be trying to channel 
you know, a mediumship reading, if you're not getting anything or it's not a good connection, obviously you're going to say like, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to refund you and you can get a reading somewhere else. No big deal. It's, it was nothing personal. It's just sometimes you just know when it, like I said, it's happened to me, I think two times in my whole entire like mm-hmm. spiritual work, especially in the beginning when I was like figuring things out. But yeah, I love the way Dalton reads tarot. And I think you do a great job of like interpreting cards and like using your intuition. So no, I'm really excited for you to open that tier. I get people ask me all the time if I teach it. And personally, like, it's not something I'm interested in teaching. Um, <laughs> it's just not, but okay, let, let's, let's go into your interview before we go on a tangent. Um, okay. So I guess what I wanted to ask you was how did you like get started? I think this is the biggest question. Like Mm -hmm. I am always interested in knowing how do people get started in tarot? Like, did you just go into a store? Were you like, I need to do this? Oh yeah. Let me think. Um, so like first interested in tarot, like my mom always had like tarot decks and stuff around the house. Um, and you know, obviously I didn't know how to read when I was a kid, but I would always just like pull cards or like she would practice on me and stuff like that. But I didn't actually start getting interested to like learn tarot um, until about three years ago. Yeah. And that's like when I was starting like, you know, my spiritual awakening. And I like, you know, was interested in talking to my spirit guides and things like that. And at that time, I had not developed like any of my spiritual gifts. So just going in cold with the cards. And, uh, so that's how I got started. And I was like determined, like I was hyper-focused on learning tarot for some reason. Um, and you know, probably because I, I'm going to be offering readings later on, which I didn't know at the time, but, um, I would like study them like flashcards. I was like studying every single night after work. Like, I don't know why I thought I was training for like the Olympics or something, but I was like whipping them out every single day. I made a PowerPoint with flashcards. I was like, take it seriously. <laughs> okay. So I think I'm going to, I think this is the way I want to do this. I'm going to compare how I started because there is no right way to study tarot. And I think this is the point I want to get across. Everybody learns differently. So like sometimes you have like this type A thing where you need to do flashcards and like you know, Dalton, you are Virgo. So you're like, I need flashcards. I need everything written down so I can see it. Exactly. Um, did that like wind up working for you or did you find it to be really hard? It worked for me. Um, you know, how I, you know, I wish I would have done something differently, which is how I'm going to approach when I teach it on Patreon. Um, you know, I'm just going to try to give everybody the foundation and different tools to use, but everyone's going to read differently. Right. Um, but you know, I'll just try my best to give everybody the tools and then you can kind of create your own style. But I wish that I would have not gone like straight to like the book meetings and like took a little bit more time, like just looking at the cards and just using my intuition, writing down like what I thought it means means first before like looking them up. But I was going straight for like the keywords and stuff like that. And I was like determined to memorize all of them. So it's funny you say that because I read the opposite way. So Mm -hmm. I I knew the keywords loosely. Um, and it, okay. I told the story before I started reading tarot at 23. I went to a random witch store. The guy told me I was going to be super intuitive one day. And I was going to be like this witch that offers spiritual services. Meanwhile, I'm just like this girl be, trying to like find out my love life. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Turns out he was right. And so he sold me this deck and he was like, I'm not even trying to like sell you something like you can buy it here, but I really think you should get a deck. So I did. And it took me 
well, I thought it took me eight years. Um, I wouldn't offer services for eight years because I thought I wasn't good enough. Um, so oh you think you have imposter syndrome and I yell at you in a reading for imposter syndrome, you can email me back and be like, Chelsea, remember that time? It took you eight years to offer a service. You're like, I got to get a decade under my belt first and then maybe I can offer. Yeah. So I, I, okay. The math is not adding. The math is not mathing. Six to seven years it took me. Okay. So, um, I actually learned tarot from biddytarot.com, which is an, an incredible resource. Mm-hmm. It's free. Um, and I started journaling and just like trusting my intuition because I always have been very intuitive. Um, so like the flashcards and like the PowerPoints did not work for me. Cause I was like, I just want to see what I'm getting from this. And some, um, websites actually recommend that you pull a card every day and you learn the keywords, but then also what does that card mean to you? Because I guarantee you, if you give Dalton and I a card, we can get the same keywords, but we're both going to pull something different intuitively from that mm-hmm. card. Um, so based on like the imagery, some people read like in time frames, like some cards are associated with Zodiac signs, which I don't do. Like I never wanted to learn that. I don't like giving time frames. Um, I think time frames change and I'm like, nah. no, it's too messy. It's too messy. Um, and yeah, like some people go by numerology. So there is no one right way to read tarot or to learn tarot. You have to find what works. Yeah. And I also use biddytarot.com for like, they have, um, like all of the meetings on the website for free. So that's how I was like building my flashcards and things like that. Um, so all hail Biddy Tarot. Um, the OG. And then I, after I was, um, like studying them for like three months, I started to like, I joined the community on Biddy Tarot and was reading for free for people because, I was like, okay, I'm reading for myself, but you still don't like, you're like, is this accurate though? Like, I feel like I need to like read strangers and see if they resonate with it for me to like actually be comfortable ever charging for services. So I did practice on strangers, which, you know, they're getting free reading. So it's not like a lot of pressure and, um, it's through email. So like, you don't have to like stare at them or anything. I, I know we talked about this, you and I, but I'm so mad that you got that bitty tarot position because I applied for it to be a free reader and I did not get it. I don't know what that's about because all I had to do was maybe it was just a different time and they changed how things were, but all you had to do was, you know, pay for the monthly subscription. And then you could use, you could be like a free reader. Cause it's just like practice. It's not like a position or anything like that, but okay, so they were only taking so many at, at one time or something. Yeah. So I think I probably found Biddy Tarot before you because if I'm going back years when I was like 23, Biddy Tarot was around. Um, I think they might have changed it because it used to just be free and you just had to sign up and subscribe. Oh, well, that's probably why then. If it was free. Our wait list is full. But like to your point, um, one thing obviously we're both recommending is that you do need to practice on other people. And it's better if you practice on people that you don't know because yeah. I used to practice on my friends and I think this contributed to my imposter syndrome. I was biased because I knew about like my friends' yeah. terrible fucking love lives. And I kept pulling the towel <laughs> and like the devil and the lover's card. And I'm like, okay. The three of swords again. <laughs> is this? Um, and they're like, do a love reading. And meanwhile, you pull the towel and you're like, girl, you're just really not ready. Sure. But- yeah. I was so scared um to do that first reading, even though it was like obviously it's for free. It's over email. They don't know who you are. Like, I don't know why I was so nervous, but I was like, 
oh my God, what if I'm completely wrong? Because they, the exchange for the free reading is that they have to leave you a review. They have to like rate you out of five stars and then like leave you a review. So like you can learn from that and like see where you went wrong or like whatever. Um, but everyone gave me like five stars except for this one lady. I was going to say, what was your rating? Was it like a 3.2? Cause you weren't telling people what they wanted to hear. Okay. It was, I remember this so clearly because everybody was like, give me five stars and be like, oh, that's great. I mean, you know, some, some of the readings I would skip to the next person because they wanted things that I could not tell them. So I was like, you should find a different reader for that. Yeah. Um, we'll dive into that in a minute. Like what are some things yeah. that like, we personally feel like tarot can't tell you accurately the based on our experience. Yeah. The questions get wild on Giddy Tarot. Um, but everybody was like, this was great. Like giving me five stars. Like my confidence was going through the roof. I was like, oh my God, I can read cards, you know, like whatever. And then this one lady, like she wanted a like love reading about her husband. No. You know what? I'm like, obviously you have to be honest. Like, I'm not just going to be like telling you what you want to hear. Right. Um, I just said, you know, and I explained it in my email. It's like, if this doesn't resonate, like it's just what the cards said or whatever. But, you know, the cars depicted her as being somebody that's very controlling and like nitpicky. Was he cheating? No, I think she was kind of like the bully in the relationship or that's at least the energy I was getting. And like, I was trying to like spin it to be like encouraging, like, this is just like a heads up, like, try not to be so like controlling or like nitpicky and like things like that. Like it's causing tension, things like that. And she gave me one star. And then he replied and said, this doesn't resonate at all. We are the happiest we've ever been in our entire lives. And like, she went on, I was like, okay, sure. Whatever. I will accept that. Like, I like, obviously I don't reply to it because you, they just give you the reading, but, or the review. I'm like, also you're going to a free reader on Biddy Tarot to ask about your marriage. I kind of doubt that everything is perfect. Right, right, right. She wanted to hear... She wanted to hear that her husband was wrong. That's what she wanted to hear. Not that that she was the problem. Yeah. And I think it was like, she was like, also, sorry to whoever this mystery woman is. Maybe you're listening. <laughs> if so, don't give my friend one star. Don't be mean. Um, now. <laughs> it was also just like, it was like encouraging. Like I was trying to make it be yeah. like a helpful thing. Like I'm not just calling you the B word. Um, but it was like, you know stop overspending money because like money is going to be like a source of arguments between you guys and things like that. And she took it personally and was like mad about it. But I was like, you know what, whatever. But you know, me being a Virgo, like all these five stars, I'm getting that one lady oh, yeah. oh, sorry, yeah. three and a half years later. I'll never forget you. <laughs> that would bother me to no end. I'm like, why do I get five stars? Now I get one. And like, if it was legitimate um, feedback or like critiquing of your reading to help you, that would be different. But yeah, it's like, ma'am, you were on biddytarot.com getting a free reading about your marriage. So you obviously know there's something wrong, you know? You're not going to get, okay, I shouldn't assume, but most likely people aren't going to be asking about something if everything's the happiest oh, that they've ever been and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, sorry. And there's no judgment. Like, I don't care. I understand. Sometimes you need spiritual help. Like not all the time, but sometimes you need spiritual help. I get it. You need to know what's going on spiritually but then when someone gives you the answer and this is like a constant theme mm -hmm. um, I've experienced this too with clients where you give them 
an answer that they're not happy with, but you booked me for my reading and you've gotten readings for me before. And the one yeah. time I tell you something you don't want to hear, it's like, like, oh, no, that more. can't be right. It's like, you have to be prepared for the truth. And the reason behind tarot is not to tell you all these amazing things are going to happen. It's to help you. And like, if you're going down a slightly wrong path, your spiritual team is going to try to correct you and like show you where you're going wrong. That's the entire point. So if you can't handle an honest answer, just don't book a reading. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'll give you the honest answers. Don't book with me. We don't have a choice, but to give you an honest answer. Because, oh my God. Yeah. No, like, it just, it doesn't work that way. Well, I used to do um, general tarot readings when I first started and I, I do offer them like sporadically because sometimes I get in the mood. Like I said, I change my services consistently. So if you're like, I really want a tarot reading with Chelsea, I don't know, maybe next month I might offer them. Like it all depends on how I feel and like what I want to do because I think it's fun and I'm like, yeah, you know, so um, I do offer general runs. But when I first started um, offering services because reading for clients is so different than reading for like friends and family. Like you yeah. really have to be tactful and how you're saying things. You don't mm -hmm. want to offend anybody. Um, especially like, you know, I do intuitive channeled reading. So I'm getting your ancestors. I'm getting a spirit guide. And they're like, tell them to get their life together and stop worrying about the toxic men that they're dating because their finances, they're in credit card debt, ask them about their credit card debt. And I'm like, I, can't it really does add another layer yes of, you know challenge or entertainment when you're actually a channeling like yes you know someone from their spiritual team and like you try to spin things to be a little bit nicer and they're like excuse me no say it how I said it <laughs> it's oh like God. okay yeah, they get so mad and then I'm I'm thrown into like the madness too and then they're yeah. like yeah they're paying you for this reading because I brought them here so you tell them what I'm saying I know you can hear me and I'm like ah. <laughs> like you're trying to spin it to be something nice they're like that's not how I said it <laughs> oh yeah no okay sometimes in my deity confirmations deities will say things to me and yeah. I have to be like I don't feel comfortable saying that so like we're gonna have to come up with like oh nice yeah I've said it before. I'm like, I'm not saying that so bluntly because I do have boundaries. I will yeah, say you have like, to have boundaries. I know like everybody's different in how they read and what they're comfortable with, but I really do not like telling people that they have to make a certain decision because it's like, I just am not comfortable like as a reader to be like, you have to do this. Otherwise blank, blank, blank. So like, for example, what I'm talking about is like, breaking up with your significant other. Oh yeah. I hate doing that. I hate doing those readings. I will, tell, I will tell people what the cards are saying, what their, you know, spiritual team is saying of like what's going on in the relationship, but the choice is ultimately yours. Like I'm not going to be standing here and being like, you have to kick this person to the curb yeah, because I just the messenger. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just a girl with cards. Um, I'm just a girl with cards is going to be the name of this podcast episode. <laughs> help I just like it makes me uncomfortable because I don't know like maybe maybe you feel differently about that but like um I just have to say it in a different way and like just say what they're saying without being so blunt about it because it makes me uncomfortable no so I feel the same way about that and at the beginning of like when I first started Christmas and Clarity before 10 even came on board 
Um, I used to do general tarot readings. This is where I was going a while ago. I used to offer love readings because a lot of my clients were single women. And I was like, okay, I really can help. But as I just told you the story, I wasn't actually helping them find love. It was their ancestors coming in and being like, stop relying on dating. You need to go and do what makes you happy. You have credit card debt. You're not even focusing on that. You are still dating your ex. You're wondering why someone, we won't bring you someone new. And it's like the credit card. It turned into like a roast session. And, um, you know, I would have this one client that came in and there's no judgment because when I first learned tarot, I used to do love readings for myself every day. I've said this on this podcast. I've, oh, my yeah. first spell was a love spell. Like, and when I tell you it, it ain't it, like, you're not going to get the answers that you want. Um, I almost ruined my life doing that love spell on myself because it no, I mean, we've all been there. I remember being in a very toxic relationship when I first started to learn tarot and I would be, you know, asking like, how can I fix it? Like, are we going to get married? Blah, blah, blah. That makes me want to gag now because it's always like, listen, if you have to ask the cards, like you already kind of know and not every situation, but right. you already kind of know that it's just not a good fit. And you really should just be working on yourself and focusing on your own happiness and not like, how can I get this man to like me back? Ew, no. Yeah. And then looking back on it, you're just like, oh my God, all those tarot readings I journaled. It's what was I doing? <laughs> yeah. I was in a toxic relationship and, um, it was kind of like, um, a yo-yo where he would get close and then run away, get close, run away. Um, yeah. and I would always be doing divination and like looking back on it, I'm like, Ugh. I'd be doing divination being like, is he going to come back? And it's like, I know the answer to this. Why am I asking my tarot deck? You know, like you just, you just you need it and you want that little bit of hope and to hang on but it's like no they give you the three of swords they give you the tower they're like get out of there you're like the hermit. oh the three of swords there's a heart on this card it must be that he loves me. no and it's like the knives in the heart like everyone knows that card is the worst card ever don't worry about the knives um, but yeah, so that's like what tarot is not for and I, I really want to talk about that because we're gonna have different opinions compared to other readers. And that's fine. This is our own opinion because this is just how we read. Um, I don't think tarot is for asking the same question every day, hoping that you get the right answer. And I also a hundred percent know you can manipulate whatever cards you're getting to fit what you want. Um, and that's why a lot of people do divination wrong. It's like, if you're looking for an answer in attack cards, you're going to find the one symbol in there. That's like, this is my sign. This is why, and something, you know, that I'm going to teach people, I believe, and you could feel differently, that's fine, that you should not do divination for yourself when you are in some sort of heightened emotional state. If you're angry, if you're super depressed, if you are really anxious and you're like, because you are freaking out and you are wanting some sort of comfort and like the answer that you want. And if it's not, if it's even slightly different than what you want, it'll freak you out more, at least in my my experience, like if I'm angry about something, I pull cards and it's like something I really don't want to hear. I'm like, ah, forget it. And I like, you know, yeah, shove it back in the deck. And it's like, you have to approach it when you are calm, centered, grounded. And that's why it's okay to ask a friend to pull for you mm-hmm. or a trusted reader when like, you just are not in the right state to get it yourself because like you have to not be biased. And it's really hard when you're really emotional. I, agree with you on that hundred percent. And I will tell you why I agree with it because I've been there 
Dalton, I can't speak for you. I'm assuming you've been there where you've, you, you just said you pull cards and then you just like black out because it's not what you want to hear. And then you're like trying to pull the cards that you want to hear. And it's like, yeah. that is not an accurate reading. And this is why I say spiritual work isn't for everyone. Reading professionally isn't for everybody because you really, when you are going to read for somebody, especially yourself, to reiterate her point, you have to be calm, centered, and ready to go. And no matter what the message is, you have to be willing to receive it. Yeah, 100%. So I see people all the time on TikTok, like, I, I see, we all know those tarot readers, like the I claim, like they'll hold a card up and they're like, your ex is coming back. And that card has nothing to do with. No, they're just baiting people because like they the ace of pentacles, you know? everyone knows what the card meanings are. So they could pull up anything and be like, oh, it's always you're going to hear from somebody who you, a man who you haven't heard from in a while. It's like, no, he's off with some other girl. Yeah. He's, he's not even thinking about you right now. Oh, and guy, whatever he's into. A card reader who just wants likes and shares because they're telling you what you want to hear. Right. So you, you have to be careful. And yeah, like when I'm going through something emotional or a hard time, like there was one time last year where Dalton read for me like every month because I was in such a bad state that I couldn't read for myself. I could read for other people, but I was just going through a huge tower moment and I could not actually read for myself. Like I didn't want to hear it. You can read for anybody else because you're not emotionally attached to their situation. It's right. when you are reading for yourself and you're like, if this doesn't say what I want to say, I'm going to burn this house to the ground. <laughs> oh yeah. How many times have you pulled the tower and put it back? Oh yeah. I was like, what was that? I never saw it. Never. It was an accident. I didn't I'm going to pull 30 more cards until I get the right ones that I want. Yeah. So like, these are all things you'll learn in time. And just remember that, like, if you're new to reading, like practice makes perfect, but like practicing on yourself, isn't enough. Like you do, like, if you want to read, like really learn how to read, even not professional. Like if you really want to get a sense for the cards, the best way to do that is to read for other people because you're going to pick up on things and not everyone reads intuitively. Um, no. so that's okay too. Some people, um, just read by like the card meanings and like, don't get intuitive messages. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. No, it's whatever works for you. No, so it don't sit there and be like sense. trying to channel if like, that's not your thing. There's nothing. It doesn't make you any better. It's like, you know, no. some people have like particular spreads that they use and like each card is going to answer a question and they just yeah. go based on the meanings. And that's perfectly fine. See, I'm not a spreads girl. I used to be um, when I first started. And I think it's really helpful when you're a beginner to go oh, with yeah. spreads. But now I'm just like, I've gotten to a point where it's like, I, I pull five cards exactly. And then I'll use Oracle. And like, that's the first half of my reading. And then I kind of know, like it goes in like a sequential, like I have like my own way of doing things now. Yeah, me too. I used to do like, you know, just pull like the Celtic cross and stuff. I was oh like, my oh my God, what is this? I used to journal that like every week I would pull the Celtic cross and like, I'd be like, what is this mess? It was actually like, it was like the SATs or something. Uh, no, like I, I can't do spreads like that. Like that's way too complicated for me. Like no. I have to be more intuitive with it. Um, but I would like do like, you know, three to five card spreads. And when I was learning that did help. So nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think another, like, you know, based on my experience with Biddy Tarot and stuff like that, like, we should also talk about, like, what tarot is not for, like, I feel like a lot of people who are new to 
tarot readings or spirituality and things like that like everybody has this assumption that like you go to get a tarot reading and like it's this psychic and they have all the answers for you every single question that you have can be answered by this person and their cards and it's like so just to give you an example a lot of the questions I would get would be like people want very specific dates and answers to something and what would drive me nuts is like I would try to explain it to them like everything is not set in stone. Like you have the choice, like there's so many different outcomes that could happen based on your choices. And tarot is like a tool to guide you in the direction that you want, like that you would prefer and like give you tools on like how to get there. But it's not like there's only one answer and this is what's happening. Like people would be like, you know, somebody asked me, what job am I going to get when I graduate college? Where is it going to be? And what date will I get it? It's like, okay, there's no way. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Even intuitively, you can never get that. You can never no. get a date like that. And like, you're really not getting like the benefits from tarot if that's what you are wanting from it. Like it's 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 a tool to help like guide you and like you still have to put in the work for things. It's not like this is what's going to happen. Yeah, no, we, so two two thoughts I had here to wrap up this point. Very good point. Um, it's not for any of that. And if anyone tells you, they can tell you the exact date of like something run. Um, because things are always changing. And as human beings, we have free will. So not everything is always set in stone and there's many different roads that you could take to get to another outcome. So when we're doing readings, one, I want to say this, we connect. So who are like you connecting to in your readings, right? Like when you're pulling cards, you're connecting. I feel like you're not just pulling cards, right? You're connecting to your spirit guide, your ancestors who are guiding you. So even if you're like new to a spiritual journey, you're like, well, I don't know who that is yet. That's okay. They're giving you the reading. So you're not just like pulling it from thin air. It's them giving you these messages. And when people say spirit, that's who they're referring to. Um, even if you don't know, and two, there's many different outcomes to certain situations. Like we have control over certain things in our life. Like you, just because you get a reading from our tarot reader, doesn't mean that that's going to stick in stone, like stay. If you decide to take another path, you know, we have so many choices and, you know, I'm not going to get too much into like my beliefs and things, but I believe some things are like bound to happen, like before before you like reincarnate and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that like every single thing in your life is planned out. Like no, no, no. To go a bunch of different ways. So like, it's not just going to be like, no, this is what's happening on this date, no matter what. No. And to add on top of your belief, because I, I kind of believe the same thing. I believe we go through cycles, but there's many different ways to break a cycle or to go to a new chapter. And there's not one way is correct. Like as long as you learn the lesson and you're moving yeah. on and you're going to a new chapter. Like, I don't think there's just one specific road that we all walk down that was pre-planned. I think that's the whole point of being a human being. It's like making those choices on our own. Exactly. Um, so yeah, there is no infinite, like definite answer. And I always say that to my clients too, like, especially when I'm telling them something about like a job or their relationship, I'm like, this is your choice. Like, this is not set in stone. I'm giving you the background information. This is what's going on. But like, you have to make the choice. I can advise you and like give advice. That's what tarot readers are supposed to do. Highlight the situation and then give advice, but they can't tell you hundred percent what's going to happen. And spoiler alert, your spiritual team usually doesn't want to give you all the answers. No. Sorry to say, I know we've all tried, but like they want you to figure it out and make your own choices on your own. Like that's the entire point of being here. Yeah. So, you know, in my opinion, um, but you're not going to get one rating and have your entire life 
planned out for you and like get all the answers to every single one of your questions because it just doesn't work that way. Like they're going to tell you what they want you to know and then save the rest for a different, you know, different day, different experience. Right. And like, think that if tarot readers could do that, like, do you think I'd be sitting here reading tarot? I'd be using it for myself. Sorry. I would be using it. Lottery numbers. Being like, okay, I have my life figured out now. So I enjoy reading tarot. I'm going to do it for free now. And I know all the lottery numbers. So see you guys later. I'm not sure. How can I win $1 million? Well, and I think this goes into like the last point of ethics that I, that I want to dive into and maybe, you know, how you can get started or, oh, we should talk about the decks we both got started with. And then we'll, we'll pull a card because we're talking about tarot today and then like wrap things up. But ethics is so important. And Ten and I have talked about this before, um, with readings, because there are a few topics that I won't touch that some people do. And I'm not saying that they're wrong, right? Everyone has a different moral compass. And this is something I learned walking the left-hand path. You, you can't change people's mind. Like people are going to have their own moral compass. And who am I to say that that's wrong? It's just not my moral compass. So I personally won't read on fertility, medical conditions, money advice, like lottery betting, like any of that. I don't believe can or minors. Oh, I won't read for anyone under 18. Um, and I just don't believe in, I, I won't read for those topics because especially fertility, I know as a woman, how touchy that subject is. And it's like, like I said, things can change in tarot readings. And I know people hang on to that. People hang on to it. And it's such a sensitive subject. If it doesn't happen by that time, they will be devastated. And like, that's not something I want to be involved in. Like definitely be like, you know, give advice on, you know, self-care, like how to keep your stress down or like things like that. But I'm not going to be doing any diagnosing. Uh, We can't, we're not, we're not doctors. I am, I have no PhD in the medical field. Like I was a communications major in college. I cannot diagnose you. And if anyone is diagnosing you in a tarot reading, that's a huge red flag. That is ableist. That is harmful. Somebody asked on Betty Tarot, like if they had cancer. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Like you're not a professional. I sent, I was like, I can't, I cannot and will not answer that. Here's Uh, the thing. Some people will, and they charge for it. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. It's like, ew. The other thing that just a tiny point that I wanted to mention, um, about like protection when doing divination, um, because, you know, obviously if you listen to the last podcast that I was on, (laughs) I had a, um, you know, encounter with trickster spirit. Um, but you know, when I was learning tarot and pulling, um, you know, cars and stuff, like I had no protection set up and like, I just didn't know what you had to, like, I thought, you know, you're just getting answers from your spiritual team and you're just talking to who you think you're talking to. But protection is just one thing I wanted to mention in here too, because, you know, like I was thinking about this today when we were talking about the podcast, um, subject of like how everybody gets so scared about like Ouija boards and like, like tarot is the same concept, same thing, just a different form of divination. So like, if you're scared of something coming out or like, you know, harming you from a Ouija board, you should be scared about your tarot deck as well. Like it's the same oh, yeah. thing. So you have to have protections. No, it is. And, um, 
Yeah, I, I think to a varying degree, I do feel like if you're reading tarot for people, your spiritual team will help you. But if you're trying to reach out into the universe and start connecting with God knows what other using a tarot deck, like that makes it way more dangerous. So one thing that I used to do before reading was like, I would always cleanse my deck. This is when I used to use white sage. And yeah, I did use it for about mm-hmm. a year. I will always hold myself accountable. I didn't know. I didn't know. We didn't know. No, I was 23. Um, but I always envisioned myself, and this is a really easy thing you can do. Um, and it's energetics in a white light reading. Mm-hmm. And that is protection right there. So it doesn't have to be like, get out your salt circle, ladies and gentlemen, and start making the pentacle or the sign of the crown. No, you don't have to do a full ritual before you pull cards, but you know, just having, you know, protection set up here and there. You have like you know, your, your method of doing it, your wards and things like that. The white light thing is an easy one to do, um, you know, certain crystals and things like that. But yeah, I, I did not have that because I just didn't think that you had to. And if you think that too, like, I'm sure a lot of people think that way. So don't feel bad, but, um, it just like, it makes me laugh whenever I hear people like, don't bring that Ouija board into my house. You're going to bring the devil in here or like something like that. It's like, it's just divination. Any tool for divination could yeah. be it's the same thing. So if you're not scared of the cards, you shouldn't be scared of the board. I mean, dude, you can use anything for divination, but we'll save that yeah. subject for another day. Um, you know, the Norse pagan, you yeah. know, it's like you could use anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, also too, I believe in different levels for protection for different levels of divination. So if you're just reading for a friend, why would you want to protect yourself? Because you're picking up on that person's energy. And if you're feeling drained, and these are all the things Dalton's probably going to teach you. Oh, no. um, it's because you're not protecting yourself. Like you're literally reaching in to read somebody's energy. And then you're wondering why you're tired or stressed or picking up on their anger or sadness. You're not protecting yourself. And at the end of every reading that I do, um, you know, not for my close friends. Cause like, you know, you're not draining. <laughs> to me, no, but We're wearing protection too, to keep our energy yeah, in check. Um, you know, after every reading, I disconnect from the energy and like, I ground myself again. Sometimes I'll like cleanse myself again, just to kind of like separate myself and fully disconnect because sometimes like readings are draining, especially like the channeling ones and things like that. So like, you really have to have a lot of self-care and disconnect fully from the situation and the energy. Otherwise you'll be a lot more drained later on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can go on for days about experiences with clients and things people have asked me. Oh my God. I was on a live the other day. No, I was on your live and someone came in and they were like, well, Carlos come see me tonight. I was like, listen, I can tell you. And if you're coming here to ask, I almost said dump him, dump Carlos. At the beginning of that live, somebody like swooped in right away and was like, they said their name and like, will Kenneth unblock me? And I'm like, just leave him blocked because he sounds dumb. Like block him back. Block you. Don't worry about him. Move on. It's fine. But yeah, that brings up a good point is like, just don't go on somebody's like live when you don't even know what they're doing and like demand a question. Like it's kind of rude. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't like uh, not unless they're like having that. Like some people do for readings. So yeah, like, like, you know, get on there and see what the vibe is first and then you can put it in. Yeah. Well, honestly, if this is a tip for those of you out there, cause I used to love to play the game with the dating game. If a man ever blocks you and unblocks you and texts you and says, Hey, just be like, who is this? And act like you don't know who they are. I'm sorry. I don't recognize this name or number. 
Yeah. Ew. Spam. <laughs> no, I probably have already blocked them back, so they won't be able to message me again. Yeah, that's so toxic. Be blocking someone. Well, not unless they were like being stalkerish, but anyway, yeah, I think this is a really good place to start for Tyro. Oh, before we end, um, and we'll pull our card. What was the first deck you started with? I'm always curious about this. The first deck I got was the Rider Wade Tarot because, you know, I'm a Virgo and I like to have like go by the book and everything I read was like, you should start with that one. But I have different opinions now, but I did start with that one. Do you? Because I have. Okay. So I started with the Rider Wade and I always tell people, I think they should start with the Rider Wade. I'm very firm on that. But like I said, this is two different people that study tarot two different ways. I think you need to know the traditional symbology of the cards to read any other deck. Um, so I firmly believe in starting with the Rider Wade, but some people feel different. Why do you feel differently? Now I'm curious. Cause you're wrong. Okay. I'm wrong. Um, no, I just didn't resonate at all with it. And it was very like stiff and like almost cold to me um because like I just didn't like the art and it was just like kind of like I didn't like the look of the cards that came out and I actually had gotten um a deck after that that like it went by the traditional art and how like everything's positioned but it's just a different style of art and that helped me more like actually want to pull cards and learn more but it was still like it was still the same basic art it was just in a more modern modern twist so, okay. No, that's fair. I would accept that point of view. Like I, I accept that because I did get the ethereal visions as like my next deck. And that is basically the rider way just in like more of like a majestic form. Um, yeah. and I love that deck, but yeah, I learned the traditional one. It's my OG deck. Um, tarot decks also have like their own personalities to me. And that one, oh. that one's a son of a bitch. It'll give you the tower every day. It's vicious. It, no, it's, it is like my deck that I use when I'm like, okay, give it to me straight because I have some tarot decks that are like cushy, cushy. And then I have some that are like too like shadow work. That's this, so one, this one, if you're trying to get an answer and you're ready to hear the truth, it's going to be truth. And it's like, okay, do I feel like I'm going to cry today? No. Okay. Then I'll use the right away. Oh my God. You know what? I should get it. I'm get it. And you know what I wanted to ask you was, um, I was looking up like where tarot originated and I think the first deck came from Italy and you're Italian. So I was wondering like, do you know what like the first deck looked like ever? No, I I don't know. Um, And I was just thinking about this as you and I were speaking because this is where like, we need 10 because she all of these like archaeological in Italy right now we should call her I know hello 10 I know it's like well we're filming at 7 p.m at night it's six hours ahead so 7 8 9 10 11 12 it's 1 a.m 10 sorry it's 1 a.m this is important we're filming a podcast episode what year in archaeology did you find tarot in like where did that come from I think it's from the 1400s and we need 10 to bring back the original style from Italy so that you have it because I'm sure your ancestors want you to have that deck. Well, it's really funny because I thought about that the other day and they're probably once again calling me out. So are we each pulling a card? Um, yeah. So first of all, I just want Dalton to witness her. This deck is so old. It's like ripped in half. He's mean. I call my deck a her because I just feel like that's the energy it gives. I don't know. Like I, all my decks deck, I just saw one picture it told me to stop being so lazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like get up um 
I've had this deck for, it's a traditional Rider Wade since I'm 23, I'm 30 now. It has not, the, the cards are immaculate. It is not frayed on the end. It's like perfect. And I just want to know why, because I use it every, I use it every day. The box is a little bit worn over there, but the cards look very new. Yeah. And maybe when I have kids one day, I will give them my tarot deck. Like this deck's going to get buried with me in my casket. It's, it's <laughs> like the OG um, and it holds a special place in my heart, but I do retire it and use it for certain things. This is the one I break out when I'm like, okay, all right. Life's bad, man. Give it to me. <laughs> give it to me straight. You're like dragging a cigarette. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's just <laughs> give it to me straight. We all have that one deck. What is your deck for that? Do you have one? Um, let me see. I think the, um, I gotta say my Norse deck. That one's pretty, it's pretty nitty gritty. Um, what's it called? The, the runic tarot. Okay. Yeah. That one's pretty harsh. I get that energy from that. Every time you pull that one for me, I'm like, no, like there's a lot of like blood and like stuff happening, but okay. right now I have the wandering star tarot, which I'm really liking this deck. Um, all right, let me focus and pull a card here. We're going to do a collective message. Oh yeah. This, this deck really, it likes to hit hard. Um, okay. Yeah. Another thing is like, people always ask me, like, if you can't see me right now, but if you see me on lives or I've done your readings or like, how did you learn to shuffle? Listen, I just learned. Don't worry about that. No, you don't have to shuffle like everybody don't else. Don't worry about it. I shuffle like I like the fly out cards. That's the one, those are the Me ones too. I use. Um, but if you don't like to shuffle like that, then just don't. It took me forever to learn. So please, it's okay. Um, you know, my grandparents also were huge gamblers when I was younger and I was playing rummy mm. when I was like five. So this is where I learned my like, you could mm. also use playing cards. This is where I have a love for like cards and. I have actually right here on my ancestor altar, I have a deck of cards for my grandpa and my uncle because they like to play card games. So. I love that. See, like if you're in the closet and you can't have tarot decks and you're like trying to do divination, you can learn with playing cards. Mm-hmm. There's like all, there's a whole guide on the internet for that. So, yeah. um, okay. You go first. What'd you get? Okay. Um, I got the seven of wands and, um, you have a two-parter message here. So okay. yours is the first, mine is the second. Okay. And what I'm getting from this card for the collective is that, um, basically don't give up. Like this card is really to me about like when everybody is against you, just keep doing what you want to do and being authentic to yourself and just like whack them in the head with your wand and don't worry about what they're saying to you. Um, you know, just have the courage to be your yourself and do what you want to do and not worry about like judgment from others around you. Okay. You know what I actually think I want to do? I have a different meaning for that card. So I want to tell, cause I just want to showcase how readers read differently and you can with the card that I get. And if we have the same meaning for it, then so be it. But Ooh, the seven cool. of wands to me is like having blocks in your path and you having to remove those blocks. So it's always a very like card of like, you're not stagnant, but like there is a small to big change that you need to make here in order to keep going forward. Interesting. See, I kind of use the nine of wands as like that type of meaning. So that's interesting. Yeah. See like, and it doesn't make it wrong that Dalton has a different message than I do. Like that's what I get from that card. Like that's that card for me. All that matters is that the person reading the card and giving the reading is getting the right message. It doesn't matter what the card is. 
also I don't read the court cards. I don't care. If you ever books are reading with me, sometimes I put cards I back. hate the pages. I'm, I will still teach about them in my Patreon, but I sometimes will be like, no, get back. I don't resonate that. with them. I don't resonate with the pages. I'm sorry. I emit them from my deck and that's okay too. It's just not okay when you're emitting the tower because you don't want it. Like I emit the pages because I personally don't find use in them. I don't emit them all the time, but sometimes I'm like, what are you even doing here? Oh, dude, I admit them every single time. I couldn't even tell you what they mean. They're just like fluff. Yeah. Okay. Somebody else is going to have a different opinion. They'll be like, I use them. (laughs) Oh, that's fine. I don't, I couldn't care less about the pages. So yeah, you, you will pick up the way that you read. Just don't go emitting cards. Like I, the pages are just repetitive to me, but like the tower you need in your deck. Like I will say. Yeah. Okay. I pulled, I told you this deck. Ugh, I hate I that. The Four of Pentacles, which I also even don't like the um that's just calling me out right now and you haven't even said this. Okay, so this card to me means like you really need to let go of something. And to my meaning prior to Dalton's card, it's like there's something standing in your way, but like you're refusing to let it go and you're clinging onto it for dear life when if you just simply let go, you would see that you don't need it anymore. You're using it as like a comfort, and I'm definitely See, I'm intuitive reading now. I'm definitely getting like a relationship or something that's like super comforting that you think is comforting, but it's not. It's like a toxic thought pattern that you have, something that just comforts you. But we get complacent in comfort. And like, this is being afraid to come out of your comfort zone. And you have to in order to grow. And she said what she said. And period. This is my deck. And she said, that's it. (laughs) She said, let it go like Elsa. No, I, I hate getting this card. I'll be honest. And I feel like as a Virgo, it's always like attacking me um, because I have control issues. And that's my, the four of pentacles is my card for holding onto things too tightly and having control issues, like wanting to control every single outcome, which (laughs) me, Um, (laughs) but you know, to go along with the seven of wands, I would say with the four of pentacles, like, um, you know, don't be afraid to be who you are. Like, don't cling to you know, your comfort zone and yeah, same meaning be afraid to like tell people to shut the fuck up. Like that's what I would say. That, but um I also felt compelled to pull one more. And I think it goes perfectly with the rest of our reading, which is the fool, which is like once you do these things, you will have the new beginning and freedom that you want. Um do you see the fool in like a bad perspective? Because I never do, but some people read it differently. No, if it's in um no, I don't think I ever think of it in a bad position, even if it's in reverse, which I know people like hate reading reversal sometimes. It's like, that's a bad meaning, but no, I always think of it as good, like a new beginning, fresh start. Um, just don't be like, you know, naive. I was going to say that some people read it as a card of being super naive. And when I used to do relationship readings, this card next to the lovers to me was like, you're, you're, purposefully brushing something under the rug because you don't want to see it and it's like you're being the fool yeah. that's like walking off this cliff like he loves me meanwhile he's texting five other girls he loves me. like that little dog is like don't run off this cliff yeah actually now you know sometimes the cards will because I read intuitively so sometimes the fool will mean the actual meaning and then sometimes it means Loki oh that's always Loki <laughs> it's one of his cards for me so yeah it just depends on the, the reading and the situation but also too, like another thing before we go, just one more tip, one more tip. I could sit here all day and talk about tarot. Um, so I won't read like one card spreads. I need more information and it's really hard to read one to three cards. Like, I feel like you need, I need five. Like that's my, that's my sweet spot. And sometimes more than five. Um, 
yeah. when I first started to not be overwhelmed, I would do three. Um, but it is really hard. I like, I'll be like, okay, give me some more because I can't go off these three. I got to get five to 10. Give me something. <laughs> and if all those 10 come out and I don't see what I want to see, I'm pulling another 10. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I get it. But yeah, we could be sitting here all night telling you about tarot, but I want to thank everyone for listening to us. Dalton, um, plug yourself one more time. Let us know. When do you plan to have, when is tarot Patreon coming? What's going on in your end? Do you have stuff for Sawin? What's going on over there? Patreon is going to be adding the tarot lessons, um, in October. So perfect. The veil spinning. The veil is spinning. She's Um, tarot. And so, um, I'm really excited about that. So that'll happen in October. Again, my Patreon is called Alchemist. Um, and I do have some Samhain products out in my store, a Samhain kit, um, which I'm really favorite one. What's that? What's your favorite one? My favorite one, I gotta say, which is probably the smallest thing in there. I love the return to sender spell jar earrings. I'm going to say I'm obsessed with those. I don't even have them yet. And I'm like, those are so cool. I love it. I really do. Um, so that's probably my favorite, but check out the kit if you want to um, celebrate Samhain and honor your ancestors, communicate with them as the veil is spinning. What do you no. have going on? Oh my God. Okay. So first much. of all, guys, the past two weeks has been terrible. And <laughs> come back. 10. No, I'm kidding. It hasn't been terrible. I've been so grateful with the amount of support um, that we've had for our Sabin launch. And like, it's not even done, you know, and then, and we're, I'm planning for Yule, like tens in Italy. I'm texting. I'm like, look at all these things for Yule. Cool. Ordered them. Thanks. Great. Awesome. We're going to make this. I'm going to have to get another candle. Look, I have the home blessing Sabin candle that you guys sell. It's down to the very, very bottom. And I like bless the home more mileage out of this because it's so good. Yeah. So, um, no, it was really stressful. So I just want to thank everyone for bearing with me because I was doing the shipping, the making, the spelling, the social media, customer service, plus podcasting and Patreon, um, plus my own services that I was booked out for in like September. So thank you for bearing with me. I know shipping times have been a little long, but 10 is obviously back this week while we air this podcast. So we're going to be moving and shaking again. Um, but oh my God, it was, it was power employee of the month. I should, damn it. I should have actually printed a photo of myself out and put it in her home with employee of the month. Oh my God. That'd be hilarious. Me with voodoo and Iroh, like (laughs) of the month. Oh my God. It was, it was stressful, but it was fun. So yeah, we have all the products coming out. Um, if you didn't get to something and it's sold out right now, we are restocking until October 31st. So like every week is going to be something. Um, so don't panic. Everyone was upset about the candle. It's coming back. Got to get the candle. Got to get that hex girls roller. Get on it. Oh my God. Wait till you guys see what we have planned for Yule. Are you kidding me? Like, ah, I don't even know what I'm so excited. I'm going to have to tell you after this, but happy to be back on the podcast. And thank you again for your support. Um, I kind of sucked taking a break last week. I like really missed it. This is like very fun to me. So, um, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Dalton, for coming back on and being my substitute ghost host. You're welcome back anytime. And yeah, don't forget to check out Alchemist Patreon and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.